Welcome Generation Church friends and family to our podcast. We pray and believe that this message will encourage you right where you are to slow down and worship Jesus. To get more connected and sign up for community groups, go to generationri.com. So I want to continue a message today, uh, and uh, I'll give you an opportunity uh, to uh, to give at the end as a way of of worship. Um, uh, You can give online, uh, or you can give uh, when you when you head on out. Thank you to each person who is a part of uh, building God's kingdom here at Generation Church. But we've been doing a a series of uh, uh, just messages and teachings um, called "Slow Down Spirituality." which is good. Actually, that's kind of how it feels like today. Uh, I'm a pretty uh, passionate, um, I love hype. I love, um, you know, one of my, my favorite instruments uh, uh, of all, um, besides the trumpet, I've never played it, but um, is the drums, really loud, really loud. Any, any drummers here? Any drummers here? We, 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 got, a, we got a couple. Um, I, 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 love, I love loud, I love, I love, uh, um, uh, to be ambitious, I love to be, you know, just by nature, I'm just like fast pace. Anybody with me? Um, that's just how I am. But, but in the, really, not only in the Holy Spirit, but I believe what God is calling the church uh, all over, specifically in America, is to slow down. Can you say slow down? Slow down. That's, <laughs> um, and, and here's why, here's why. When we slow down as, as, as human beings, uh, we're able to stay devoted to Jesus. All right, when you, when you slow down, you're able to stay devoted to Jesus. To remember who Jesus is, to stay focused. There's a great quote by G.K. Chesterton, that every great civilization perishes when they, forget, when they forget the basic things. When they forget the basic things. So when you, when you slow down and you're able to breathe, like we just celebrated uh, my, uh, we have three kids, but our third, he turned three, Jordan Stephen, excited about that. And I was telling my uh, oldest son, I said, hey, let's also give thanks to, to mom, because she's the, like the hero, right? Any moms out there? And then uh, my son, bless his heart, he said, well, obviously. (laughs) And I live with a principle that we need to highlight and acknowledge the very basic things. Would you agree? That we forget the very basic and the very simple things. So I want us to stay devoted to Jesus. We've been looking at spiritual practices. We've been looking at how God wants to develop us as people who are formed by Jesus, not conformed to the ways of the world and even religiosity sometimes, and, but ultimately to be transformed in our, in our devotion to Jesus. So we need some spiritual practices, but we have to first slow down and stop. There's another uh, great quote. I think it's attested to Dallas Willard, but it's impossible to always be in a hurry and love well. Would you agree? Yeah. 
I'm going to read some, some scripture from Acts 2, 42 to 47. And uh, we're going to look at that over the next few weeks. So here it is, the word of God and uh, from Acts 2, 42. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers, and awe came upon every soul. <clears throat> Highlight, really, verse 42. We're going to really be there um, throughout um, this morning, and then we're going to go into that in the coming days. Verse 43, and awe came upon them and every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common, and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking the bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. So first, before we, we go into this message and why I'm titling it Deconstructing Deconstruction. And we're going to be looking at community today. Some of you here online, you're like, maybe I haven't had, you haven't had your coffee yet. You got a lot of things going on. And then here you have this, this pastor who's now talking to you about deconstructing deconstruction. Has anybody heard the word deconstruction? Maybe you've heard it. Uh, and if you're brand new, um, uh, hopefully by the end, it will uh, make sense. Really, again, what we're looking at is how as a community, we can stay devoted to Jesus. Couple things in verse 42 that I want us to look at when it comes to how the early church was devoted how they were devoted to Jesus. So Jesus, we believe, is the way, he is abundant life, and he is ultimately what? In Jesus, there is ultimate joy, happiness, holiness, and hope-filled truth. So when we say we're a community devoted to Jesus, we have to remember who Jesus is. We believe he is the way, the way, the way to life, the way to, to, to truly live. He is abundant life. These are the words of Jesus. And he's ultimately joyful, happy, holy, and hope-filled truth. So devotion to Jesus means loving God and loving other people together in a community. That's what it means. Really simple, really basic, right? We're gonna get to why this is complicated, right? So like every civilization for all of time usually lived by this principle and this command to, to honor God and to honor people, to honor authority, to honor your parents. Okay, how are we doing 2022? Just, right? We, we, we live in some shaky times. We, we live in some chaotic, we live in some chaotic times. And uh, the, the heart of why we're calling this deconstructing deconstruction because deconstruction, which is part of the postmodern philosophy that has swept through many civilizations and brought them down and is still very prevalent today, goes and attacks at the basic foundations, what is truth? How do we understand truth? How do we understand meaning? How do we understand God? Some of you are like, I didn't come here and sign up for a philosophy class. 
What we need to, to understand when it comes to, to, to philosophy or ultimately what we're going to be looking at, which is, is truth, is we need to learn how to live wise lives. We need, to, we need to learn what is truth and what is not. We need to learn what is the framework for, for, our, for, for our lives. So devotion to Jesus means loving God and loving people together in community. When we do that, Love the babies here, by the way. We can do whatever you got to do, but we love the kids, right? We, we, every, every person, we, we love them. Which becomes a picture of heaven and a, a, a portrait of, sorry, a, it becomes a picture and a portrait of heaven on earth. So when we stay devoted to Jesus, what are we doing? We're loving God and we're loving people. Yes? Okay. So when we love God and we love people, is that a portrait, a picture of heaven? Yes or no? Yes. Okay, so, so we see four things in Acts 2.42 that, that they were doing. Four practices to stay devoted. Can you say stay devoted? stay devoted? So if you're a follower of Jesus and you might be here online and you might not be. But we want to consider, and maybe you're considering who this Jesus is. Um, maybe you're ready to be all in in your faith. And if you are part of this church, this is a reminder to be all, to be all in. Because we're going to be looking at, well, what does it mean to, be, to actually practically be all in so we can, say it again with me, stay devoted as a community. So in Acts 2.42, first we see that the verses before this, the people were all in by being baptized, by repenting from their sin, their fallen nature, turning away, no longer under the judgment of God. You know, kind of how we started uh, this, this church, God gave life to it, here in Generation Church was around Hurricane Sandy 2012 before we started the church, around 2013 in our home. That's why we continue to meet in homes. But then we gathered like we see the early church in temple and this, and this just in gatherings on Sunday and then in homes. Was I got an image of, uh, remember Hurricane Sandy? And the waters um, just plummeted and just took over Narragansett and, and the wall there. And I had this image when I, we were in Providence of this reality that, that there will be one day that the glory of God will cover the earth fully. When the Lord returns, he's going to bring his righteous judgment. Anybody all for justice? Well, there'll be a time when the Lord returns in justice and righteousness. And at that time, every single knee will bow. Some people, some people will receive Jesus returning as the greatest news in the world. My Savior, who's forgiven my sins, he's returned, amen? Return of the King. Others are gonna be swept away in the seas of God's judgment. The only thing that allows you to stand and kneel before your maker and your Savior is what? That by the Holy Spirit, you have turned your life and you said, I'm all in with Jesus. And it's not the uh, passion or the level or the emotion of your faith that saves you. It's the object. It's the person. Amen? It's the finished work of the cross. Right? So they're all in. They realized that if they were going to stay devoted with all the pressures. So 3,000 at that time were baptized. But you got to know this, it was only 3,000, a few more I'm sure around, 
who were followers of Jesus in the midst of the Roman Empire and the, 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 the whole world. This way of Jesus was new. There's now, what, millions, if not more, right, who are followers of Jesus in the world right now, 2022, or when you watch this in 2090, I don't know. But there's, uh, there's, there's followers of Jesus now all over the world. And they realize, like everybody realizes when they commit and are, they're devoted to something, is that you need to have some practices that help you stay devoted, right? It's really simple. We'll talk about some of the other ways that we're devoted. Good, good ways that we're devoted. All right, but, but let's, look at the, let's look at the Bible. Let's look at the text. So verse 42, uh, we see that they were devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings, the fellowship, the breaking of the bread, and the prayers. So there was four practices. There was four practices that we see here. The first was that they were listening and learning from the, the instruction of the apostles of Jesus. They were listening and they were learning to the instruction to the apostles of Jesus. That's what they were doing, first and foremost. So the apostles' teachings and the instruction was about Jesus. It was about his life. It was about his teachings. It was about his death. It was about his resurrection. It was about his ascension. It was all about who Jesus is. So they were devoted to the apostles who were eyewitnesses to Jesus. There was a number, not only of apostles, but many more that is recorded in history who had an eyewitness account of Jesus. You can have questions about that and look forward to talking more. But, but that's what we believe recorded through history. And uh, not only did they, were they reliable witnesses to the resurrection of, of Jesus, but that his life and his teachings and all that he, that, that he was, that he is, through the power of the Holy Spirit, which Jesus sent to what? Lead us into the truth about who Jesus is. So we see that they were gathered together to listen and to learn to their instruction. That's what they were doing. Two, they had fellowship. Fellowship is just another way of saying there was a common way of life that they had together. There was a way of life. We'll get to how in our culture, society, everybody has a certain way of life. Everybody is being instructed in different ways by someone and something. So that's number two. Do you guys see that? They had fellowship. They had a common way of life, right? Every family has a certain way of life, right? Every family, it does, has, 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 has a way of life. Okay, every, every university, every, 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 certain, every school, every nation, there's a certain way of life. But so they were having fellowship, which is a common way of, of life. So, so, so basically, uh, what they were getting into with how they were staying devoted to Jesus, and we'll get to this in a moment, is uh, how they became the church. What does it mean to be the church? Right? So clearly, we're not talking about, do, does your church do three songs? Right? Or do they, do they do four songs? Do they do, um, do they do this kind of music or that kind of music, right? Do they have that style of teaching or that style of teaching, right? Do they have those kind of seats or that kind of seats? Do they have those kind of lights or that kind of lights, right? They, they, were, they, they had a way of life that they were living together. They had fellowship, a common way. 
Number three, they were the breaking of bread. Do you see that in verse 42? To the breaking of bread. Breaking of bread, uh, commentators see it a few different ways, but they would all agree that, that primarily the Lord's Supper. The Lord's Supper, communion, was the instruction that Jesus gave us to what? To remember Jesus, to remember him, his, his death, his resurrection. But they also were, were eating together in homes throughout the week. So the early church, and as we look at Acts 2 uh, and, and community life, we have to see we, we have this so that we can learn how the early church did it. We have a different context, right? We live in a different society and civilization, right? We do. I mean, there, I heard this. There, there are um, French um, kings and princes 400 years ago who couldn't imagine the technology and the amount of things that we're able to have and do in 2022, right? But we have to learn what did the, what did, what did the early church, because what I'm going to get at here, deconstructing deconstruction, what, what I'm getting at here is, is, is at the heart of, 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 I feel like, the moment that we are at in this absolutely distracted world. And I'm not just saying that because the car alarm went off. But is that people are asking the question, what is church? Right? What is church? And I'll get to it in a moment, but people usually start with, this is what I think. This is what I'm looking for. Right? This is maybe what you're wrestling through or you've heard this. So we're just looking at four practices, four spiritual practices for how they stay devoted to Jesus. So they were remembering the resurrection, the, the death, they're remembering Jesus, the forgiveness of sins by having communion together. But it was so much more than just the certain way that you do the Lord's Supper. They were having meals together in each other's homes. Okay, fourth. So we've gone through, they were listening and learning to the apostles' teachings. That's how you're saying devoted to Jesus, okay? They, they, were, they were following a certain um, common way of life together, a lifestyle together. They were breaking bread together, having meals together. We can't forget to, to mention that, that Jesus is the full embodiment of, uh, he is God, but the, our God is Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He is community. And... I'm not going to be able to have time to go into all the depths of this. I would love to talk about this all day, every day. And we will live this out, and we continue to live this out and talk about this. Um, but but the, the reality is, is that when we talk about devotion to Jesus, we're not talking about personal, like, devotional time. We're talking about a community way of life. Amen? I'll get to it. And I love that some of you maybe have your personal devotions that you do. But I would say for a lot of people, personal, quote-unquote, devotion has replaced actual community devotion, which is only and ultimately true Christianity. Oh, we'll talk more about that. But if that's where you are, there's, like, as far as you, you uh, listen to K-Love, uh, you have some uh, personal uh, devotional book, or you get some scripture that are sent to you, or whatever else it may be, that's, that's maybe where you, where you are, uh, but there's more that God has for you, right? That's why we look to Scripture. There's, other, there's others of you who have an absolute ideal vision of what 
church and community should be, and we have to come back to look at to what the Bible says. So the fourth thing is that they were, they, there was prayer. You see that? This is all in, in one verse. For 42, devoted themselves to the teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread. You see all this lifestyle, way of life, right? Basically, what we're trying to, to, to get at is uh, all of us are going to die, and you're either going to go to heaven or hell. And the question is, the New Testament question is, how do we live so that heaven is on earth as it is in heaven? Like, on earth, God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven, amen? Like, how do we live now, right? You guys, look, look up to me, look at me. I'm, I'm just, this is why I'm sitting down this week. Look, like, I'm so glad you guys are here. How are we going to live until we die, right? Like, some people have worship lists, sets that they like in their Sundays, like what songs they like. I put together a, a list for my funeral. I don't mean to be morbid, but I mean, like, it's exciting. Like, what are the songs that are going to be sung? What is, the, what is your life going to be all about when you reach that time? And I actually find with younger people, more and more people are searching out meaning and they're searching out truth and they're, 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 searching, they're, searching, they're searching out these bigger questions because they're seeing their, their friends drop like flies. They're seeing suicide rates high. They're seeing opioid addictions fly high. They're seeing that, that ultimately politics will not fulfill. They're seeing that, that people, even when they get the stuff that they want, they're more unhappy. They're more discontent. They're not satisfied. We're in this absolute race and circle of, of chaos over and over, trying to find meaning and truth. And we're all rushing in life. Does it feel like that? Maybe not you, but it feels like, it feels like that. So these people, I need to say it, they had a lifestyle of saying, if Jesus rose from the grave and he's coming again to judge heaven and earth, how do we live on earth? So they had a lifestyle. The fourth thing they did, they prayed. And the Jews would pray three times a day, morning, midday, and evening. At least, I mean, they're praying spontaneously for sure. Some of them were filled so with the Holy Spirit, they're speaking in tongues, a new heavenly language. But they were praying spontaneously, but they had set times of prayer. So we see that this was community life. These were the things that they were doing to stay committed, to stay, to stay devoted. This is a uh, canvas of community devotion. These were the things that the followers of Jesus were doing. Okay, does that sound simple? Kind of simple. It once was. It's now very complicated. Okay, how, why is it so complicated to stay devoted and to, to just simply live this out? I, I have a theory. You can tell me um, outside later or whenever if, if I'm wrong. This is why it's so complicated for you and I to stay devoted to Jesus. And I would say, especially right now here in America, we're coming out of the last few years where there's been so much online church, and even before that, People have seen, even in Christianity, the rate of divorce has skyrocketed within the church. They've seen a lack of fatherlessness all around. They see the absolute dysfunction, not only of the family in the world, but in their own family. So right now, and this is the heart of what deconstruction is, you don't have to define it perfectly to understand that you're living in it. Deconstruction attacks at the very core, at the very core, okay, like we've been saying, 
What is truth? Who says it? What is authority? Who has it? It, it, it goes at the exact core. Who defines, who defines meaning? And this is why things are like up, debate, up for debate today that have never really been in the history of civilization, even nations that are not Christian. Things like male and things like female. Things like right and things like wrong. Things like truth and things like lies. I, I was reading some commentary on this, and they say the heart of deconstruction, which is, to, which is not only to just dis disagree about certain things, but to see things destroyed, is that, you, is that you can't even get into a conversation about what you disagree with. Because at the, at the, at the, very, at the very core, especially somebody like, like me, right? I am, I am male and I am white, right? Who, who am I? And I'm not standing today. Normally, I like, like the big keys behind me, and I'm, I got my, my mic, and I'm just like, you know, I got everybody at the altar, and we're just getting fired up. And they're like, who am I to say anything about what is true? Right? That's, that's where, we, that's where we, we live right now. We have seen whole institutions beginning in the university and all over that have had systematic shifts And we're living in a time where people are confused and, and the church is left with a lot of the same questions and a lot of the reasons why people are deconstructing and asking questions about what is community and what is the church. You know why? Because a lot of people have had church hurt. They've had trauma. They've been let down by people, by authorities. So it really does make, a sen make sense that, that the main thing, I would say the main philosophy that we live at right now here in America is what? Just kind of do you and try to live as happy a life as you can. Right? That's kind of it, right? And especially now with everything that happened over the last two years with the lockdowns and so on. I mean, 2020, uh, uh, one of my new favorite uh, uh, Jewish sociologists, he just said, 2020 will, is the absolute watershed moment in, human, in, in American history. It absolutely is. And so now we live in a time, especially for people, and now I want to speak to people in the church who've had church hurt. Or, or have seen, um, you know, just been let down by authority or have genuine questions. A lot of you have genuine questions. I love this. Uh, this is how we raise our kids. My son isn't yet baptized and he, he, got, he asked a great question. He said, uh, you know, after you get baptized, you can still have questions about God and church. Amen? That's okay. That's healthy. But rapidly, the generation here in America is not showing up to church anymore. There's some, for sure. A lot of recycled Christians around. And then what the church is doing now is trying to get people back to come to church, even when they were very inconsistent before. I'm not talking about the core family, the servant. We have an amazing church family here. But not only are people not always coming back or normal conversations is I went to four or five different churches in the last couple months, and I'll let you know kind of where I'm at and what I think, is that you have people who don't know Jesus who are actually open. 
But the church is distracted with so many other devotions. Would you agree? Okay, so why is it so complicated to simply stay devoted to Jesus? Because our devotions are disordered. Do you know what it feels like? It feels like this moment, like a U7 girls boys soccer game. Some of you are like, laughter is good. Can I tell you why? Talk back to me, say yes. Okay, thank you. Some of you are like, don't tell me what to do. I'm glad you're here. Can I tell you, tell you why? So the other day, I showed, the other day, I, I got to engage with the people online, welcome, um, is that I, I, we, we came a little late to the U7 soccer game, my, my daughter. She needed a different jersey. And, and I'm there, and uh, <laughs> they didn't have a ref, normally don't, and our coach wasn't there. I came back into the field. I've coached most of my life. Before I was a pastor, I've coached many different things. The kids, the kids were jumping off the wall like they were monkeys jumping around everywhere. They're not monkeys. They're made in the image of God, beautiful people. Amen? Have you ever seen U7 game? You said, no, no, I'm saying like three people were like hugging. My daughter was talking to like her besties. Like, hey, see you at school. One person's like climbing up on the, I'm serious. Just all over the, chaos, right? You know, God, we see in the beginning, he created order out of what? Chaos. And I came in and can I just let, can I just let, by the grace of God, let the man boast, boast in the Lord, amen? I'm gonna boast in the Lord. I just said simply, looked at the different coaches. I said, by God, I didn't say by God's grace, but I said that would be really Christianese. But I said, I got this. So we, we put the kids where they needed to be. But the whole hour, have you ever heard the, 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 the term hoarding, hurting what? Cats. I'm more a fan of dogs, but dogs. But it was just like absolute chaos. And guess what? Our devotions are like the blessed image bearer, six to seven-year-olds who are running all over a field and don't know what they're actually doing or what they should be doing. Does it not feel like your devotions are like that? Is it just me? Your devotions are disordered. They're all, that's why this is so complicated. And this is why, church, we need the simple Practices of Jesus laid out here. They stay devoted to the teachings and to the life of Jesus in community. Amen? They stay devoted to a common way of life together as a community of Jesus people. They were devoted to eating together. Okay, can you just, in, in society right now, whether you're Christian or not, the absolute breakdown of the family has shown itself in the breakdown of the table where people are not eating together commonly anymore. Yes. Well, guess what? That's happening in our society, and that's why when we look to the Bible, we do not look for, okay, we gotta do like, well, they did this and they did this. No, 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 we see. Let us see the heartbeat of what the early church was about and what did they do. And the main thing that I want to leave you as far as application is this, and then we'll come back for more in the future Sundays, and it's this. They showed up. 
I'm not even going to come close to do the depth of deconstruction and how it began and it was popular in the 70s by Jacques Derrida, the French philosopher, and how it began. I'm not going to be able to. If you are somebody who wants to go in depth and read that, we will. We'll go into it. I'm just trying to say that what I see happening is the problem is not the question. The the problem is not the mystery. The problem is that what has happened right now is that people are not showing up in the homes, in churches, and in general. And when you and I try to tackle and wrestle with the suffering in life and the pain in life and the questions of life, when we try to do that in isolation with maybe a little devotional personal time, seeing each other once in a while, the tide of today and culture and society will not, you will not be able You will not be able to stay devoted to Jesus. You and I cannot stay devoted to Jesus while we are isolated. You and I are not strong enough, gifted enough to be able to do it. It is only through the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus community. We live in a time where the enemy is not messing around. He is destroying cultures, societies, and families. And just like the early church, we slow down. We stay devoted to Jesus. And we show up. The attack is in you showing up. Well, I'm more house church, small church, very popular with young people now. I, want, I don't want the big. House church, big church, guess what they did? Day after day after day in buildings, temples, and in homes, they showed up. We need to make two choices. What do we believe about Jesus? That's the first and ultimate one. And because Jesus died for the church, And for the world, what do we think about the church? What do we think about the church? But here's the thing. God has decided to show us the true meaning of who he is and what the church is. So here's our culture at Generation Church. You are safe to share what you think and what you mean about the true meaning of Jesus and church. You're safe to share A common thing I hear is people saying, this is what I think about church. This is what I think. You're safe to share that, but here's the thing. We ultimately don't start at what we think. What we want or what we're looking for, right? I've heard some some, some people, they're like, like, I'm loving Generation Church, but like, I'm not used to the fact that you guys just don't do three songs. But, uh, and the Holy Spirit, and I'm trying to wonder what it is, and then I'm listening to them, and then they're like, well, but the Holy Spirit kind of told me that, you know, I'm gonna keep going to like four or five different churches while I'm here, and eventually I'll be gone in a couple of years. I go, can I tell you in love? That's not what God says through his word. Amen? I told them, I said, I love the Jesus church. 
I love Team Jesus in South County and Rhode Island and wherever you get connected and whatever local church expression, God is inviting us. It's why every time I meet a follower of Jesus here in Southern Rhode Island, I first ask them, are they a follower of Jesus, not what local church? They and you and me are devoted to Jesus, which means we are devoted to a local expression of the kingdom, the local church. Amen? We don't start with what we think and what we want or what we're looking for, but what God thinks and what God is looking for. What does God think and what is God looking for? A devoted, all-in people, specifically here for practices. Listening, learning, the life, the teachings, the way of Jesus. A common way of life, a lifestyle of Jesus together through breaking bread and having meals together and gathering together in prayer all to worship of God. Why devotion to Jesus? As we think about this, go to that. Why? We started with this, going to end with this. But as you think about other ways um, that people are devoted, can I just go through a few, few examples? And I like to not only start with Scripture, but end with Scripture. Some examples of community devotion are sports. These are not bad. Sports. Guess what? In sports, in sports, everyone, no matter the age, but especially young, in order for them to improve in sports, they have to first say, show up. Show up. And then they have to be developed, right? Through simple practices, right? Okay, you got that. Uh, school. However your form of school, whatever the way you go about school, whatever you think about educational systems and how things are doing, you have to what? First, to learn in school, you have to, one, say it with me, show up. Show up, right? Two, you have simple practices and teachings that help you what? Be developed, right? Okay, you guys got that. You're smart. Okay, how about this? I saw this the other day, sororities and frats. Can I just tell you, there's a movement that's happening at URI. There was hundreds and hundreds of women and men who were gathering early in the morning at eight o'clock, dressed up to go to some meetings together. And I'm not saying this um, sarcastically or negative. Do you, say, do you think that's devotion? Devotion is what you are loyal to and what you love, okay? So if you're loyal, devoted to sports, what we're talking about is not that we don't have other devotions, right? We're, what we're saying is, what is the ultimate devotion? I think that's a good question because you are going to be asked that when you die and you're before Jesus. Right? We, we, do, we have to choose, do we believe in Jesus? So in sports, you're devoted. You're loyal, you're loved, you have to be developed. Education. Fan, okay, let's go sorority. No, seriously. I, I, I lovingly tell college students, I say, you don't have to come to Generation Church. You don't have to, but I just say this. I say, can, can, I just, can I just encourage you? Just people, whether they know Jesus or not, through sports, through certain education um, programs, or through sororities and prats, people, after a Saturday night, I mean, maybe people were just drinking tea, all those people on Saturday night, but they showed up on Sunday morning dressed up. Uh, I'm telling you, there was a movement. You were I. Because they're devoted, right? They're devoted. That's not, that's not bad. Okay. A country, right? I mean, my goodness, have we lost this? But, but some people are generally devoted, right? Loyal. There's love. Parents to kids. Oh, my goodness, right? 
Devotion, loyal and love. Family, loyal. And there's love, there's devotion. What we see for you and I is that we are all individuals, but what? But that we come from a community and a family and we find ourselves, what? Within communities. What I find fascinating in this deconstruction moment in civilization, especially here in America, is that people who um, prize individual freedom above all, when you get in sports, when you get in sororities or frats or or, um, just school education, family, guess what you understand? Eyes up here. Is this, you know what happens? Is that you understand that there's more than just you, the individual, because you're collectively a part of a community. Right? The power of any community. I'm, I'm just saying, I never was a frat guy. Maybe I'll go back. I don't know. Or, or you know, some of you sorority. But like, individual freedom. But guess what? Imagine the person who's trying to get into a certain bigger community and they say, I think this, I'm going to do this. The power is in where? The power is in where? The community. Imagine the person, he's a star on the sports team, and he says, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. If you have a decent coach and team, the power is where? In the team, in the community, right? Even in the breakdown of families, people understand any individual that goes outside of certain things within the family, they realize that the power is ultimately in the community. The reason why there is a breakdown in so many institutions and so many communities and families is because we are missing what we have received, and it's this. The ultimate person who's been devoted to you and I for eternity is Jesus. You say, no, no, but my mom was devoted to me. Says, yes, she was, but who created your mom? Here's the problem. What you are devoted to, who you are devoted to, that is where you ultimately will find joy, happiness, and life, and peace. The anxiety, the depression, the confusion, the chaos, it is the result, and it's for the church to look at ourselves first and to say, first and foremost, we are devoted to Jesus because our Savior and our Creator and our King and our God is devoted to us. Look at the cross. Amen? So that's what I believe as far as a movement of Jesus here in South County and Rhode Island as far as revival. That's where even as we have plans and, and, and things to go to and stuff that happens in our lives, we order our lives around the practices of Jesus. And I'm just here to say the one thing to apply that God is saying is as you remember devotion, Jesus to you, show up. Keep showing up. Keep showing up. Let me read one last scripture. I encourage you to show up again and again and again and again and again in Jesus' community. People always get a little shocked, surprised when I, when I help them, if Generation Church isn't their church, that I help them find a local Jesus church. I believe it's that important the moment that we're in. 
Because life is a lot more serious than a U7 soccer game. And yet God is greater. He's more merciful, more graceful, more amazing and more wonderful than anything. And I believe that what happened here can happen to us, amen? They were devoted themselves to the teaching, to fellowship, the breaking of bread, to the prayers, and all came upon them. Supernatural signs and wonders came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles, and all believed, and they were together, and they had all things in common, and they were selling their possessions and belongings, distributing the proceeds to all who had need. Man, that is our church generation. That is what I've seen. We're far from perfect, imperfect people, but I've seen that. I've seen a core group of people show up and gather together, not only on Sundays, but in community. I've seen people share generously above and beyond with one another. I've seen people be marked by love so that a watching world can say there is something different about them. And no matter our level of being able to communicate and explain the wonders of Jesus, God is using us to show the world that he is real, alive, truth, and we are the light in Jesus' name. Day by day, attending the temple together, breaking breads in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And all the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Would you stand? And I want to send you out with this verse from Hebrews. And we're going to sing this one last. I just want to encourage you to stand. Encourage you to stand. Those online, just in your home or wherever, wherever you are, just hear this from Hebrews. The way that you and I can continue to be the people of Jesus is by showing up again and again and again. I believe that the biggest way that God is saying that you and I are going to flourish, or the way we titled this sermon, Deconstructing Deconstruction, is we are going at what I believe is the core, core challenge and, and, and problem that people are facing, and that is wrestling with the things of life in isolation. Continue to show up. Hear this from Hebrews, and then uh, Josh is just going to sing us out. Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. For if we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a fearful expectation of judgment and a fury of fire that will consume the adversaries. Anyone who has set aside the law of Moses dies without mercy on the evidence of two or three witnesses. How much worse punishment do you think will be deserved by the one who has trampled underfoot the Son of God and has profaned the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified and has outraged the spirit of grace? For we know him who said, vengeance is mine, I will repay. And again, our Holy Father, Sovereign Lord, the Lord will judge his people 
Verse 31, church. Anyone listening online, watching, while you have breath, starting with me, it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. But recall the former days when after you were enlightened, you were endured a hard struggle with sufferings, sometimes being publicly exposed, this is the early church, to reproach and affliction, and sometimes being partners with those who treated. But you had compassion. This is the church, but they had compassion on those who were in prison. You joyfully accepted the plundering of your property since you knew that you yourselves had a better possession and an abiding one. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward, for you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. For yet a little while, and the coming one will come and will not delay, but my righteous one shall live by faith. And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed. Would you read this last verse? You can read it, you can see it, just or listen to it. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who have faith. Can you say have faith? And preserve their souls. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. We're all in, in our devotion to you, Jesus. No matter who comes, world behind me. We follow you. We've decided to follow you. Help us with these spiritual practices this week and the coming weeks and months and years to show up in Jesus' name. Amen. Hear this from Josh. Just a, just a few lines as, he send, as we go on out. And uh, please, please enjoy a meal and eat together.